This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Two guys who are wondering, is it too early to make a statue out of Carter Hart's great safe? I don't think it is. You may recall a few weeks ago, about three weeks ago at this point, on Flyperbole, Craig and I got to visit the assembly room, the new standing room area at the Wells Fargo Center. Great job by the Flyers putting this up, Mm -hmm. putting this all together. It's really nice, almost too nice. And as we pitched on the show about three weeks ago, really the Flyers need a room to balance out how nice the assembly room is. There's just fire places and way too cordial. comfy couches and yeah it's it's way too nice it's, it's it nice. looks like an area where you should be sipping brandy and going oh yes let's talk about hockey <laughs> mm, yes indeed stocks yes like that oh stocks yes i've got Things lots of, of money <laughs> that's why i'm sitting in the 25 dollar standing <laughs> the room cheapest area. Oh, seats oh. possible yes of course yes of course, the, nothing, <laughs> yes, nothing yes. but the lowest on the rung. But I mean, look, it's really nice, and it's great that the Flyers set this up, and uh, it's going to be great for fans to have. But I had pitched that uh, maybe we need a counterbalance, maybe we need a, a, a spectrum room, if you will, yeah. for F- Flyers fans to get their rage out. They can go in, and it's like a Charlie Kelly's rage room on Sunny, where he breaks glass and all that and uh i I joke that maybe you should have a a south philly guy smoking cigarettes and (laughs) dumping beers everywhere to really get the smell and the feel of the old spectrum in there and to my surprise when i signed on to uh social media yesterday i found out that the flyers had made a rage room and not yesterday it's two days ago at this point but but it doesn't matter i signed on and i was like the flyers made a rage room that i pitched three weeks ago and also talked about at the event. I was gonna, and I'm not, yeah. I want to make this clear. I'm not accusing the Flyers of like stealing my idea, but it is it's it's weird. It's it's, it's a weird coincidence. Like it's really weird. It's weird, especially the, the, we were literally at uh, the assembly room saying these ideas and then it happens to, you know, happen a couple weeks later, but that's all. It's just the. Like, I'm glad they did it. I yeah, think it's a, it's a really great, great it is unique a good idea. idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. You had a good idea, <laughs> and, <laughs> right? Uh, right. <laughs> but it's the uh, you know it's just when I mean going back to the the tweet and now this idea. And can we let's recap the tweet real quick? Oh, because the, the tweet, the was tweet also is. Weird. I mean, the, the, the whole thing. I I came up with the dumb name Chucky Two Trades and I've been saying it. It's a great name. It's a great For a while, name. yeah. I'm like your mom right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, Craig, don't, How could don't put yourself like down, honey. Nickname. It's a great name. You're doing great, Craig. It's the best nickname. Yeah. <laughs> you hungry? Uh, and then the, <laughs> but, you Gee. know, Chucky Two Trades, whatever you guys know. And then they, Chuck Fletcher makes a couple of trades over the summer to get Niskanen and Braun and then the Flyers put out a tra- it's a tweet that started with Chucky Trades keeps dealing or something. I don't know. But it was obvious that he kind of had heard of Chucky Two Trades. It's a very weird name. Nobody calls him Chucky Trades. It's literally (laughs) not a thing. There was no nickname for Chuck fucking Fletcher Uh, until we came along. I don't want to say they stole it. I'm just saying, you know, it's a little, 
you know, a little interesting. Like at best, he was called Fletch. Nobody called him Chucky Trades. Yeah, no, it was it was real bad. And then, uh, and then this one, yeah, it, it's this it's the idea we had, except not quite as great. So, like, if you're gonna take the ideas, take the ideas. Make sure if I'm gonna see Chucky Two Trades in a tweet, I think I'll be happier. And then when I see people laughing at that actual nickname, all right. But when you put in Chucky Trades. And then you're, I know you're taking the idea or you're, you know, somebody told you about the idea and I think we know where they got it from. Don't dumb it down. Don't make it worse. And then people are like, well, that's a dumb nickname. And then when I'm like, well, actually, I right. thought the nickname. They're like, well, it's a dumb nickname. I'm like, well, no, this is they actually stole it. And then, you know, because oh, the whole the thing. The name just- is uh, Charles E. Deals. <laughs> but it, again, like, it's it's just it's weird that we, we did come up with an idea. And again, for all we know, the Flyers have had this in works for a while. Yeah. And they just revealed it. And it, I, I understand these things can take definitely more than three weeks to put together. But it, it is a room. It is a room. It is a room where you're just getting stuff to break. So it's not exactly like uh, they had the... And also horrifically dangerous idea, yeah. might I add. <laughs> but they're also like spraying orange powder into kids' throats now with the gritty stations. I, I, so. I saw that. Yeah. I, I don't know what yeah, that's they, about. They've also got a command center where you can grittify your children <laughs> and just make them terrifying. And the, one of the things, one of the highlights they showed was a, a kid just getting orange powder just puffed into his face. <laughs> and then he was like, Bleh. like... That can't be healthy, guys. Come have fun with your kids <laughs> at the hockey game. Just Come get your kids weird orange dust in their lungs. <laughs> I, I love that the Flyers have made such an increased fan effort. It's a hell of a relief and much better than a few years ago when it's just like, you're going to take your hockey and you're going to like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you can tell they definitely make it, made a, a bigger effort to improve the experience at the game this year and i think i mean i think it all just stems back from last year and they knew that they had to they couldn't have 2018 19 again and expect the fans to kind of treat the franchise the same i guess so they were aware of the they need to improve the all nice product and also everything at the rink so uh i mean the assembly room and the assembly room are great ideas uh and uh, I, I don't know about spraying stuff in the kids throats I, that that might be well circle back on that idea in a little bit but the uh the two additions to the actual building i think are are going to help the fan experience a lot i'm trying to go i i mean i want to go to a couple of these games in the assembly room one of these weekends coming up not i don't know if i'm going to get uh maybe not the saturday games <laughs> but sometime during the week i mean the so. saturday games seem like the best ones to go to in there because the saturday games tend to be the more expensive ones oh yeah yeah i'll, yeah, I'll see if there's a there's a game like on a Wednesday or Tuesday coming up. Save a little bit of the uh, the dinero, but we'll, uh, Craig's really like sitting there, like I, I won't bother you. I'll, I'll just go to the le- less popular ones. <laughs> don't worry, guys. I'll, I, could get I'm cheap not, I don't want to get in his way. I know. I, I don't want. I don't want anybody to see me. I don't need. It's like when yeah. I have a phone conversation with my grandma. She always just tries to get out, like very quickly, just like I'll let you go. I don't want to bother you. I'm like, Graham, I just called you. I haven't spoken to you in weeks. I don't want to bother you. Okay. That's how I am. Yes. You want to talk about the birds? <laughs> Talk about I I, I want to talk about I want to talk about the birds. Your grandmother doesn't need to talk about the birds. We can talk about the birds. I mean, my grandma will talk birds, but she's you know. Will like, she talk flyers? Will no, she talk them floors? She's not. She'll she'll talk fills and birds. That's her the extent. Okay, that sounds, of her sports talk. That is also the same. Yeah, that's the only things my grandmother will talk about too. So that's understandable. That must have been what was around in like the fifties. Just that. So, but uh, you want to you want to talk about I want to talk about the flyers, Steve. 
I want to talk about. I actually do want to talk about the Flyers, and I'm I'm excited about the Flyers. I can't believe this. The Flyers, the Philadelphia Flyers, are two and zero. We're not talking overtime. We're not talking shootouts. Two regulation no wins for the Flyers. Two exciting yeah. regulation wins. No doubt about them. Wins. Uh, and I don't know what to say. I I think what I keep circling back to is that it is only two games, but they look different. It looks like a different team. I'm not changing my expectations this year. I still think they're going to be a playoff team that should win a playoff series. I don't think anything more, but they look damn good right now. And uh, like you were saying, no overtime or shootout losses. It's been They've been taking it to the, the two teams they're playing. Uh, They're winning these games yeah. in the normal allotted amount of time to win <laughs> hockey games. I, is, I'm not used to this. I'm, not, I'm also just not used to the Flyers like thoroughly outplaying a team. Like the there are games where they maybe drove play, but not. I, I don't know. Like you it know just, when they put out those advanced stats charts of like what teams are good and what teams are bad and which teams are fun and which teams are boring and usually yeah. the Flyers are right in the middle <laughs> or like slightly to the like lower left of bad and and boring right now they are fully in the good and fun (laughs) area and it's it's freaking me out (laughs) they are the only literally the only team in the good area and honestly they are they're in the good place the flyers are in the good place which i have not started it's (laughs) you're missing out but it's the rug will definitely be pulled out on the flyers they are not yeah oh i well hey i well, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm savoring it while it's happening. Yeah, yeah, two games, that. man. I'm as excited as I've been about the Flyers in years. It's great. And you can see a difference. You can see a difference in their play. They don't have... They might have a couple stretches where they're a little listless, but it's nothing like the Hackstall years where you have entire periods where the team's just kind of like, oh, boy, it's hockey. Yeah. Hockey's hard. Yeah, and I... You're right. I mean, I, I don't think I've and I've been going back and watching these games, there hasn't really been a stretch where they've they, they got to take it to them by the Devils or the Hawks. There are, you know, there are shifts or there are certain cycles where the other team's kind of taking it to them, but they're not long stretches of time. And I look at the couple of things I've looked at so far for why I think you should believe this team is different, at least so far to an extent. Uh, two times this year, the Flyers went into the third period with the lead already. They had to... Uh, a 3-2 lead on Friday, and they gave up a late second period goal. So they could have been up 3-1. They gave up the second goal like a minute left. And then last night, they went to the third at one nothing. And both times, instead of sitting back and letting the other team take it to them while they put out the fourth line, uh, the Flyers took it to the opponent and scored the next goal and extended the lead. And that's the type of shit that teams that win and good teams do that's what they do, because that's not what the Flyers did last year. They surely entered games with the third. No. They entered uh, games in the third period with the lead. They won those games, but it wasn't like it was yesterday. It, it, there was no time in that third period where you were like, uh-oh, here comes the Devils. It, they just closed it out. <laughs> Definitely not. That, that's it never, never felt like Nobody's that. Nobody's ever said that. Like, oh, go shit. Here comes, here comes Nico Oh, Fisher boy. Here come Green, the Devils. No, they, they said that back when the Devils just you know, completely illegally just curb stomp teams, you know, yeah. like that, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, it'd be, oh, God, here comes Scott Stevens to illegally elbow somebody <laughs> in the head. But it's the year 1999, so we're going to allow it. Yeah, it's all good. Who cares? We don't know about concussions yet, and there's no replays, so it's all good. 
It's all good. Replays didn't come around until like 2010. So before that. Whatever filthy play this guy wants to do to irreparably harm people, (laughs) he can do. He's a war criminal. And I will stand by that till the day I die. Yeah, I stand by you. Uh, I'm going to let you make that statement, but I am standing by you until, um, you know, Scott Stevens presses us on that. I think another thing uh, that we, uh, or another thing that should be a positive that the Flyers can build off of is the PK and Carter Hart. I mean, obviously the save last night was uh, ridiculous and might already be the save of the year. And oh it God, changed the, the game. Save, yeah. The save. Oh, I got to fan myself off just thinking about the save. Yeah, I've already taken my shirt off because I said it. So it's, but it, it was. Well, I never had my own because I've been thinking about the save all day. <laughs> all day. I've been thinking, Real weird I was at work. And office, yeah. Steve, Steve, where's your shirt? And I said, I don't have a shirt because I'd sweat through it because I'm thinking about the save. You got real pissed off. You turn to him and you're like, you saw that save, right? Why is saw your that shirt save. on? What is happening? I, I don't understand. How can your shirt be on when you're thinking about the save? And uh, it was, but even, okay. So looking at that game last night, just going through what happened, it was a 0-0 game going into, I think it was the middle of the second. No, late in the second. Uh, the Flyers had a one goal lead and then they take the the five on three. Oh no, wait, no, they took the five on three in the first period, I think. Doesn't matter. The whole thing was whenever the Flyers went on five on three before, you could at least chalk up one goal, if not two goals, with the penalty kill. And, you know, two games is not enough to say the penalty kill is done. But I think they had two twelve of five on three to kill last night, like the full two minutes and then the extra 12 seconds at another point in the game and the that five on three kill was i mean yeah you had carter hart the making carter, yeah. incredible saves and but also just in general they were doing a much better job of clearing the puck and, yeah, they actually and staying in their lanes and getting pressure and yeah. not just okay i'm gonna sit back as close to the goalie as possible screen him so that the other team can score it, it just it was so and it, bad and it was a thing where like they needed that save last night because, you know, if they don't get that save, then they are giving up another penalty kill goal and it's one nothing. But I think that's why this year is going to be different with Carter Hart because he's going to save some of those goals that should be going in. And also, the team just probably would have reacted differently if they gave up the goal there. Like, last year's team would have given them that goal and then they would have just not come out in the third. Well, where this year... They, they get that save and then they're able to kind of turn around play quickly and get the next you know the next goal so I don't it's early on I mean it's all about dirty Mike Yo and the boys <laughs> it's just the big Al and the ass crew they're just ext- establishing all that experience and it's coming through already. shout out to uh, to listener Jimothy Swagger 15 on the uh, dirty Mike Yo and the boys so good great <laughs> reference good to the other guys there <laughs> Aim for the bushes. Always aim for the bushes. But they, like the underlying numbers. <laughs> that is a numbers, Prius. That is a police car. <laughs> the, uh, you respect it. It's a desk pop. I mean, everybody's done it. Uh, what was I going to say here? Yeah, but I mean, like, the if you look at the underlying numbers, just how they play, they just look different. They're not, it, it hasn't all been Carter Hart. And these numbers that they're putting up are not, numbers that the team last year would have been putting up and just the way the second line is unstoppable right now i know that's not going to be a thing that continues forever but the way that line is put together they're going to be pretty solid it's they're not going to get pushed around most nights i mean Limblom it could continue for a while yeah no i I don't know when it's it's yeah i mean it's it's the atomic blom uh oski boy himself and uh, 
We can say yeah. the Swedish tank on here. We're allowed to. It's you know. It's we, we're allowed to. We got permission from yeah. the consulate of Sweden. <laughs> yes. We got Sean Couturier, the one toothless the, wonder. One of the Sedins are like, yeah, you can do it. We don't know who this is, but yes, yeah, so, it's fine. Yeah. We couldn't actually tell which Sedina it was either. <laughs> Uh, it, and then we got the jerk store himself, the jerk to- jerk store's all time bestseller, Travis Connecty. It's a, it's a great line. It's been working out fantastically so far. Yeah. And a, a quick note on uh, Lindblom. When I was watching the game with uh, with some friends last Friday, when Lindblom scored, I was just, I immediately went Oski boy. <laughs> I always I always picture the Swedish tank in my head, and then I have to uh, you know I guess taper it down. For the uh, for the people out there, but he's looked, I he's looked incredible these first two games. Like just going back and watching the game too. I don't know how he really looks like he's he's made a leap. I like he's really like getting to that next level. He's been incredibly oh, yeah, solid over the past yeah. couple of years, but he looks like he's made a leap. Yeah, and I the thing about him was it looked like he was starting to be another not Couturier, but a, a player like Couturier that you know every line he went to that line was able to drive play you know all of a sudden you start seeing him do these little things and then all of a sudden those lines have long cycles and now you put him with Couturier and a guy who can shoot and I feel like it's just going to be a lot of offensive zone time and a lot of goals coming up here for a while I they last night connect me really didn't get a lot of chances he didn't have a lot of threatening chances he had one shot from the side and it's because Kyle Palmieri decided to uh I don't know go for a swim like you decide to fall down from the net <laughs> whatever the fuck that was that that was uh the, i guess that the, was weird man whatever happened yeah. there that was weird but that was the uh that was the only whoop, chance whoop. he got but like the the line overall i think katoria had seven shot attempts from like the slot and limblom was getting chances and they had extended cycles I, I'll, I was gonna put in the line by line for tomorrow but i think they had two different cycles of like line 45 seconds <laughs> you watch games do you beat stats? Do you like fires too? Line, line after line. line. There we go. I'll work on the lyrics for that. But yeah, is that a that's a that's a CL, isn't it? We'll we'll CL. Cindy Lauper. <laughs> you, you... <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like dropping the initials in there. We'll CL. So you know, you're big on the initials. TK CL. Uh yeah, I, I do like uh, I do AV? like I do like me some letters. Nah, I, I, you know what? I'll switch up AV. I do like big ass or big out in the ass crew. I do like big ass. <laughs> yeah. too, big out in the ass crew is the yeah. I guess is the and it is official. <laughs> Craig Forsyth. <laughs> I like big ass. By the way, the entire time I was saying that, I was just raising my eyebrows up and down in the most creepy fashion. So you, you know, by the Ladies. way, that's the new intro to Flat Burbly. It's like, <laughs> you like listening to Flat Burbly with Steve Jago <laughs> and Craig Forsyth. I like big ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll I'll rattle off numbers for hours and days, but we'll get that one clip. <laughs> just me talking about ass. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. That's what the people want. Yeah, that's fine. We'll talk about. You guys want to talk about big ass? No, that's not. Well, maybe we'll see. But let's talk about the uh... big ass and the Al crew. <laughs> now that I don't want to, I don't know if we should expand on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're able to talk about that on there. But... back to the stats. <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's go back to reading these numbers because there's no. But I mean, special teams too. Penalty kills only given up one goal, and that was against Chicago. And then power plays already scored three goals on seven opportunities. Um, just everything, you know, everything's going right right now. Not too much to complain about. Obviously, not going to stay that way. But I think they just look like they're a better team. Is all like there's no there's no letdown in the start of the third period. 
they're not yeah they're not taking shifts or periods off the creative in the offensive zone it looks like it's been freed up a lot yeah i see a lot the only times i'm seeing point shots are right off our face off win and they're trying to get to the puck to the net in like half a second uh everything else there's give and goes in the offensive zone there's circling I mean, around the zone there's there's even so much without more. the goal like they scored four goals last night but they could have scored more because oh, they were being yeah. so creative. Like Claude Drew hitting that post, that was filthy. Claude Drew hit a post, Raffle hit a post, Kevin Hayes skied that puck where everybody was just down on the ice. Well, and and I, Drew <laughs> hit that post and then had a second yeah, or had a like, second chance uh, like a minute later where he just had a one timer that just went wide. Yeah. They're getting chances and they're more creative offensively. It's great. Yeah. And I, I guess that's another thing too about last night was there were times last year over the couple of years where they've it's just been a scoreless game and they were pushing play and then it, it, they just l- kind of let up and then they ended up losing the game. But last night they were just, they just kept pushing through until they really never let go. Even when it was three, nothing, it was still pretty even play in terms of, you know, which, which teams were getting chances. So I, I don't know. It, I'm trying not to, I'm, I don't want to get too excited and I'm not really changing anything long-term. I'm just saying that it's nice that they're actually, it's nice to see a nice hockey team, isn't that? How just dare like you say they're not going to go eighty-two minutes? I, you know, I know. I, it's me. how dare you? I guess I just don't have the team spirit. I think they'll lose a game. Do you even flyer, bro? <laughs> don't. That's the most brotastic question I think I've ever heard. Do you even flyer, <laughs> bro? You even flyer, bro? Just you know what happens if you don't fly? You die. Yeah. So yeah. Well, then I. We'll be trying to fly. Yeah, they're going to go 82 and out. I got to yeah. say, by the way, I, I hate to admit it, but fly or die is, is kind of like, I'm kind of enjoying it. Uh, fly or die is all right. I mean. It's all yeah. right. I'm kind of enjoying it. I'm kind Johan, of enjoying it. I mean, Johan made a pretty good point. Oh, God, I forgot the tweet now. But somebody said something. I think it was Braun or Niskan at the first game, or last night after the penalty kill, and they were like, big balls by everyone. And then Johan was like, <laughs> that should be the team slogan. And I'm kind of, I'm not going to lie. I'm about that. I would get behind that one, especially now if they just pivoted. Like they, we got like podcast so far, big balls, big ass, <laughs> yeah, black body parts. I don't know what to tell you. You know, just like I think they'll be funny now. If they're just like five games into the season, you just stop saying fly or die, and then just like they just show like the dramatic scenes, like guys walking off the ice or like putting on the jersey, and then it's just like Philadelphia Flyers hockey, big balls everywhere. <laughs> they just on play the, the ACDC big ball song. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, that would be. There. That's the new goal song. It's big balls. <laughs> there, see, well, and they score. Yeah, well, I've got big balls, just very <laughs> big balls. So when do you think big balls now becomes the goal song? Since we put it out there, and we've got the biggest balls of the ball. You think a next home game or like that's what you're yeah that's what you're singing for like yeah next next home game. No, if you if you guys are listening, okay, if you guys are listening. It is finally time to oh, this, answer yeah. the petition, answer the call from years ago. Whoop, there it is. Goal song. Perfect goal song. In your face. Fantastic goal song. Make it happen. We had 200 plus signatures. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely all my idea. You signed on, and I was really pushing for it back during our Flyers Faithful days. And now <laughs> we, got, we got our chance. This is it. No, but I, 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 do, I, do, uh, I, I do agree with that. That should be the goal song. That's what we need to hear now. This is a time and place. Party people! The one person that works with the Flyers that apparently goes and tells 
Valerie Camillo all of our ideas. You need to go. This is it. Won't there it is. Full song every time the Flyers score. Okay, maybe not full song. That might be hard to. Uh... No, I want yeah, the full so you song. Want, okay, yeah, let's do full song. Fuck it. You heard him. This is the idea. Make them wait. Right Make them wait. <laughs> I really do. I just love that idea because you would definitely get one guy to quit their career. One goalie would just have the worst day of his life. And when, you know, like the seventh goal against is the second goal in five seconds and it hits like a stanchion. And then he's got to listen to whoop. There it is again. You know, he's throwing off his glove and blocker. Oh, yeah. He's like, fuck that. I, I mean, that's what Chicago does. That's what Chicago does when goalie oh has God. to hear uh, 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 like 40 times. You just want to die. It's it's awful. <laughs> Uh, 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 At what point? Like by by the end of that 2010 Stanley Cup, I have never hated a song as much as I hated that song. Oh yeah, no, that's definitely the. I always thought of uh, you know in um Silver Linings Playbook when um Bradley Cooper can't hear um Stevie Wonder. Uh... Oh my god, what the hell is the song? Sharia oh, uh, my Sharia yeah. Mo- yeah. So, because it reminds him of his ex-wife. Yeah. So yeah. I like the picture that every Flyers fan is just. Whenever they hear uh, Chelsea Dagger, that's pretty much the same reaction. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually accurate. Yeah, I, I, I really want somebody to edit that clip now <laughs> and throw Chelsea Dagger. Like, who's, who's playing that? Why you guys? Why you guys, you're like at the Hawks Stadium? Why, why is that song playing? Why is that song I, playing? Why, why would you do this now? But see, to me now that song's funny because the Hawks really fucking suck. So now it's like kind of funny that when like Kane scores to make it a six-two game against the Jets, you know they start playing that song and all the Hawks are like at they're just like gliding on the ice. We're like, we don't want to fucking do this. We want to, <laughs> we want to get out of these contracts. <laughs> that's a, uh, please release us. That's that. You, uh, I'm trying to look at some, there's not really uh, all the stuff. Uh, everybody's killing it in terms of driving play. The only line, everyone, even Pitlick and his barbecue lick, uh, Ralph Bunneman and Pitlick together, uh, least amount of time uh, together on the ice, but, uh, 57.14 cores of four percentage. And they do have the lowest, uh, expected goals, four percentage. 39.12, which is the worst, but fourth line, they've played the least. I do want to say, I think even Raffles look better this year. I, I don't know if there's going to end up being a podcast everybody can point to in about two months and make fun of me, but the uh, Raffles played the least amount of time, but he's also had like three big impact plays. He had the goal, which I think would have been a really good play, even if he didn't score. Uh, chased down Subban in a one-on-one four-check situation and bided him into the corner and got possession back for the Flyers. And then he took a he took the penalty at the blue line last night, but when he came out of the box, flew into the neutral zone, picked up a loose puck, and then went down the ice and hit the post on a backhanded chance. So like he's he's got less ice time, but now the whole idea of you know like fourth line is your energy line. If Raffle gets less ice time, and this is all he's doing on his shifts out there, he might actually be a real energy guy that people don't fucking hate because he's in the top six and scoring ten goals here. So maybe. And like that, just maybe. Yeah, maybe he's finally fit his role. Uh, and another thing that is, I, I kind of think is worrisome, but really I think just means the team has depth. Is I'm kind of worried that Ghost's offensive potential and JVR's offensive potential may not be hit in this current situation. But again, two games injuries will happen. Uh, you know, cold streaks will happen. They'll switch up the lines and everything. But I think, like right now, that line with JVR, they got to get Patrick and. Uh, they got to get Patrick back because I think JVR and Patrick they would be pretty good. And also, I think if JVR and Patrick are together, I think they make the move to call up Faraby then, because then you would have a third line of JVR, Patrick, and Faraby. 
Right, you'd have and an offensive fir- third line going. Fucking gross. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, because right now I kind of get the idea of Lawton and Torinsky together. Nasty. <laughs> I kind of get the idea of like Lawton, Torinsky, and JVR together because they're all kind of. Uh, JVR is not really a grinded out for, but he's a bigger guy that uses his body to protect the puck from players. So him and Torinsky, that's that's why I can explain their numbers a little bit here. They have uh, they're under fifty percent Corsi four percentage, but they have a sixty three expected goals four percentage. That's because. They've had a couple elongated cycles where they're not really just throwing the puck at the net, but they're just holding the puck in the zone and protecting the puck from defenders, and then they get into the slot where they like set up a really good chance. So, but JVR is not gonna—he's not gonna score goals with Walton and Torinsky. They gotta get—they gotta utilize him on the power play a little bit more and uh, get Patrick in there. So, uh, and then Ghost, yeah, I mean Ghost with Hag is just not ideal. So that's no, not that's and he hasn't done much on the power play yet either. So I'm not really, not really too worried about that whole situation. It's just they have him. It does. I will say this much about Ghost: he is slamming, slamming those slap shots he is. again. Yeah, yeah, and I and he, uh, hopefully, he just starts putting those in, and then that's and then that's it. But I, you know, we still haven't seen like a ghost, uh, a ghost play yet. We haven't seen like the little shimmy at the blue line. We haven't seen any kind of crazy like edge work or anything. So. But and ideally, you know, he's in the third pair now. They probably could shelter his minutes. He's with Hag, a guy who, out of I guess the other five defensemen, would probably be the best in helping Ghost uh, end D zone cycles. So, you know, this would be the time for him to kind of get easier minutes and kind of do more stuff explosive offensively. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that works out. Well, how do you, Steve? What are your What are your big takeaways from the first two games? How do you feel? I feel Fire's good. That's awful. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just happy. We waited all summer, Steve, and then they, I'm just happy they didn't lay an egg. I I'm guess. happy they didn't lay an egg. Yeah. You, you had no faith in them going to the not. check. No, I did not. I had all the faith. Yeah, I was like, you know, because the whole summer we were like, just wait. I'm gonna, we're gonna wait to see what happens. Jeez, oh, Elaine Vigneault. Yeah, all this the stuff. Not, filled off your not encouraging. And now we're like, Elaine Vigneault, what a genius. <laughs> Dave Hackstall, waste of everything. It was, it was, but I will say, we did perfectly uh, sit on the fence because we did say we could see how it works out. And uh, so far, it has been. So far, uh, too. It's going pretty well. Pretty, pretty, Two pretty, pretty good. Uh, let's see. Any takeaways? From, I mean, uh, connect- so far, I think my biggest takeaway is just that the the pace of play is so much better. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. A lot of that can directly be attributed to Vigneault and how he runs his practices and the pace he's established for the team. And that's huge. That's very different than what we've seen. And it's just it's a breath of fresh air. And I think it's made this team 10 times more exciting. Yeah. Also, Carter Hart looks friggin' great. Oh, man. He's let up maybe one weak goal so far. And he just... It's all about that positioning, man. He's made a couple spectacular ones, but the positioning is just so consistently good. Uh, Boucher was talking about it on the broadcast last night. It's just he is always he knows where he's going. He knows how to position himself and be ready for the puck. He's just smart and he's got the instincts. Well, it's it's that's why the idea of Hart is so scary because he is very positionally sound. And yeah, like we and you've said this before too. Like the whole thing with him is not. He is going to have a lot of really great games, and you're going to come away with those games and be like, I don't think he had an amazing, like he had one amazing save in that game. It's because he is just always able to position himself correctly for each shot. And then in situations where 
he is about to let a goal or be hung out to dry. Sometimes he can make that miraculous save. So there's really not a lot of windows for you to beat him when he's on his game. And last night, I think he said on the broadcast, he lost the puck when it was going across the ice because it hit, it hit somebody in the slot and like slowed down. And then he got, he dropped and he was at on his knees while the puck was moving to his left. And he still managed. He didn't know where the puck was the first half of the pass. And then, the second half of the pass and the hell shot, he was still able to get over and get it. It was a, it was just an insane save. That's it a, was completely insane. Yeah, that's the thing that I, the goaltending this year is going to bail out the team in a lot of situations. Because, that, again, that was a game that could have gone – it's very easy to see how that game could have gone the route of last year's team. Like, that goal just goes in. They probably land another one in the final three. And even if they don't, they're down one nothing going to a third. It's the Devils. That's a 2 nothing loss. That's a 3 nothing loss. Oh, yeah, I, and every time you see the Devils on the schedule, especially earlier, like, geez, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Typically, a Flyers-Devils game is boring as hell, and you're just, uh, you oh, just, yeah. you're bored to tears. It's terrible. That's why Bill's, And yeah. last night was just exciting and fun. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. And also, it's just, it's funny seeing kind of this Devils team so different oh, God, than the it. ones we're used to, because they're... They're bad. They're they're bad. Yeah. Oh, well, I was gonna say Corey Schneider. I felt bad for him because he actually was the he only reason they didn't lose ten nothing. <laughs> yeah. It was a goaltending duel, and uh, and then Carter Hart pulled out that move, and Snyder was like, the All Flyers right, well, just when they turned it on, man, they were killing it, and it was. I just the Devils have no death. Hughes is he's got the talent. You can tell, but number one, he's got to put some weight on because. Michael Raffle got called for tripping for basically walking into him. (laughs) Yeah, and there were a couple times last night, like going through the replay, where like Hughes tried to knife his way through the slot, and it was like pro Raffle and Brown, and they both kind of bodied him. We're like, what do you like? No, it's like when (laughs) it's like that's not gonna work. It's like when a tiny guy is trying to attack a very large man, and he's just holding him back by (laughs) his his head. head, Yeah, yeah, and he's just swinging away, but he's not gonna get him. He, I don't think Hughes, by the way, had a uh, unblocked shot at five on five last night. That they shut him down. He was on the third line with Simmons and uh, oh god, I forget who else. But it, it doesn't matter. They didn't score. I mean, it really doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. I was yeah. looking down that roster and I'm like, okay, uh, he sure Hall. Well, it's funny. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like we, you and I dunked on how much people were getting hyped about the Devils, I guess. Like, I, I still don't understand. I We talked about P.K. Subban. I kind of, you know, I kind of wanted him. And I think they got Subban for a steal. I, I, yeah. I really no, think they, they got him did. for a steal. But, like, outside of him on defense, there ain't much. Not a lot. And, I mean, like, even Butcher didn't look too great last night. But, you know, there's like, yeah, there's really nothing else on defense. And then they had Wayne Simmons, who... We love, but we know where he is in his career. Nikita, and he had a few scoring chances. We'll give Wayne yeah, Train no, he had, he had uh, a decent couple credit where credit's yeah, due. He, I thought he was definitely going to score on the Flyers. It just seemed like an inevitability. He almost did. Yeah, he came. He almost did a few times. Yeah, I, there was a there's a play where Sandheim wrapped around the boards and he caught it and almost snuck uh snuck one in on Carter Hart. That would have been a, a terrible way to lose the shutout. But well, and I, I think Simmons had a few chances, and Taylor Hall maybe had, yeah, Taylor. outside of that uh, other amazing heart save, Taylor Hall had one of the best chances of the night early on, and that was another heart positioning huh. 
uh, just momentous occasion where he just anticipated exactly where Hall was going to take that shot and go with his chance, and he was just ready for it. It didn't look flashy, but you could tell it was a great save. Yeah, yeah, and that's and he had a call. Yeah, he had a bunch of those last night too. Yeah, and like. So, and Gusev, I think, uh, Gusev was another one everybody made a big deal about, which obviously he can still turn around, but last night he didn't do shit. And people were making a big deal out of all those additions, but they really, they were adding it to Hall and Palmieri. And then you're hoping Mackenzie Blackwood turns out to play pretty well, and we haven't we haven't seen how that's going to work out yet. But they, they were adding three good players onto a couple good players, and so now they're going to have an average team, a fringe, like maybe a fringe playoff team at best. But and congrats like, to the Devils for getting a point tonight. Great. Good for you. They lost in overtime? Yes, sir. Oh, my God. To the Oilers, we should announce. So now they've got shut out by the Flyers, lost to the Oilers, lost to the Winnipeg Jets, who, I don't know if you guys know this, don't have defensemen anymore. Not like they no. have young defensemen. They're just not playing They also the smoked the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. the Devils, the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, with yeah. So the Jets doing some great work on the Devils. Thank you very much. <laughs> And they got smoked by the Sabres, who actually, uh, I do want to talk about the Sabres. They haven't been relegated yet? No, I, I, they don't look completely hopeless this year. I do have to say that. Victor Olsen looks oh, wow. pretty good. They've looked pre- I think they uh, they won in overtime last night, and they also beat the Devils 7-2. So, you know, have you seen their third jerseys or like their 50th anniversary jerseys? I have not. Should I look these up? You, you should, because they do incorporate the gold, but I think they look clean as fuck. I think they look real good. Ooh, clean. Those and the Hurricanes away jerseys so far this year are are good. Muy bien. Mm-mm-mm. Muy Campbell bien. Soup. Yeah. All these positive things is how I would would rate these jerseys. That's a much better gold jersey than the Flyers gold jerseys. I never want to see the Flyers gold jersey again. Garbage. If they, if they try and bring that back for the 100 years... You couldn't give me one for free. If you had to take... Okay, Steve. If if you had to take one of these jerseys for free, which one would you take? The Flyers' 50th anniversary gold jerseys? Tony the Tiger jerseys. I would take the Tony the Tiger jerseys. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know why? Because it's funnier. It's a conversation starter. You get it, and it's like... Wow, where did you get that weird jersey? Oh, I bought it off an illegal Chinese website. (laughs) Because it was speculated that these would be the Winter Classic jerseys, but they definitely weren't. But somebody made a bunch of them and sold them. And then they'll be like, oh, I just couldn't cancel the order in time, and now you just decide to wear it for the first time. Oh, no, I've had it for seven years. I I fell in love with it immediately. It's it's just the best. And now I I like to wear my mistake, and... uh publicly let everybody know that i i'm a fucking I like idiot to so. wear my mistake <laughs> I, I like to let rumors uh dictate my life so i let the i, I wanted to point that out to the people i believe <laughs> I, I believe i like to wear my mistake was a jewel lyric i mean probably i mean she had so many hits too when is she coming back you know Any i mean now. i mean i guess i guess she's asking the question now who will save jewel's career well, she's going to step in and make the new NHL anthem in two years when the Green Bay contract comes <laughs> that out. That thing sucked, by the way. I was not a fan. <laughs> it wasn't good. I was I was all open to it. I was like, I'm here to get rowdy on Monday night. Like, okay. And then it was just, it was the worst song ever, I think. 
I don't know. They did a lot uh, of dumb stuff last. It wasn't Nickelback, but yeah, it wasn't true. good. No. I that and the um the thing with the chance and the PK was fun. They are really like they did that SNL bit and they uh, Yeah, they love that SNL it. bit, man. And like last night I think it could have been funny. It was just like then they added like a laugh track and it's like what are we doing? Like this, this is just I don't <laughs> know. I I just completely am lost at this point. I they like the NHL finds a horse, and it might already be dead. Oh, and they beat the shit God out of it. Goddamn, are they going to take a hockey stick and yeah. beat it even further to death? They're going to annihilate that horse, yeah. Like, they are going to beat it until it is in the <laughs> Earth's core and melting from magma. Oh, real quick, going back to another reason why I think we should be pumped about the start. Sorry, I just thought of this because you were saying beat a dead horse or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dead horses. But uh, no goal no goal from Giroux, Voracek, or JVR yet. And they've looked like Trade this. Trade them off. <laughs> Trade them off. Yeah, you Trade could look at that off. as, we don't need them anymore, get rid of them, which I'm about. But you could also look at it as, this team's looking like this, and they haven't had three of their best goals going forwards score goal yet so those are still mm-hmm. to come as well as too shabby. Shane Goss's fierce offensive explosion and you know things like that so there are things to kind of pull back the excitement but at the same time the things the Flyers have relied on for a while to get wins rather easily whenever they do come rather easily that they haven't done yet so just saying I'm just you know I'm guys I'm excited we write and talk about the Flyers a lot they they didn't look like dog shit the last two games it's nice it's a nice it's a nice change of pace. I'm just, I'm happy. That's all. That's all I got. That's it? That's all you got? <laughs> That's all. I just, I just want to get that out there. That's all. Okay. Yeah, just to, to make that note. Yeah. I want to, uh, also the, because uh, we were talking about Nolan Patrick earlier, apparently he is already skating. And I, I don't know what the timeline is, but uh, I think it's still, still week to week. Uh, Jordan Hall of uh, CSN Philly shared a clip of him skating around and, uh, yeah, like I was saying before, I want to see. I'm interested He's to see. Alive. <laughs> I'm interested to see if he, uh, when he comes back, if they do make that move with Torinsky and um, Farabee. In which case, I think I would assume Bunneman gets sent down, and then or Bunneman they keep Torinsky as the 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 thirteenth uh, forward. Yeah, Bunneman's. Looks- you don't think uh, Tyler Pitlick might. Might go down there. Oh God, I hope Tyler Beck goes down. I'll, t- I'll I, say I go this. to the press box. He seems like a press. Bo- <laughs> Is there a press box forward right now? Uh, I don't think so. No, there's I, not no, a guy no. eating I mean, flyer shaped pretzels. I they I don't think they could have because the salary cap right now. They can't really. Uh, oh mm, no, that was a whole. I forgot about that. That, for a that was a whole thing because Scott apparently I remember. Scott Long got his wisdom teeth taken out earlier in the week, and like they were, he got them taken out, and then he was at practice on Tuesday like the day after I got him taken out, I think. And people were like, is this normal? Like, should he be here? Well, that or sounds like, properly horrifying. Yeah. And like, you know, if he had... Well, you know, hockey guys are tough. Did it's you, tough did you ever get your wisdom teeth taken out? I mean, did you have wisdom? I mean... Uh, I have not had my wisdom teeth taken no. out, but I've heard it's horrific. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's. I shouldn't say it's horrific. I had it done. I was just knocked out for two days, pretty much. I remember. R- rather, I, you get knocked out, but then like you're, oh, it you're, hurts like hell. Yeah, you're in pain. I was on. I was taking painkillers the whole weekend. So that weekend was. That's actually how we're recording our next episode. I was gonna say that weekend, it was an event, but I, it was not fun. <laughs> it was. I got. Actually, I will share one story with that because I I got home and I took like the first pill. I got knocked the hell out, and I woke up and I was still like out of it. And then I woke up and I saw a text from my 
one of my college friends asking if I knew some random girl that went to my high school. And I was like, still like high off this drug. And I was just like, what is happening right now? Where am I? And then I think I passed out on the couch for like another 10 hours. Hey, what happened? Yeah, what is this? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> but uh, it's not. I, I saw a Shrek movie with my buddy while he uh, was on Wisdom Teeth Painkillers. Oh, how was that? He was laughing really hard at the Shrek jokes. <laughs> they have to give you something because I will. I like. I think I, I remember them like. I don't know. I remember getting my wisdom teeth taken out. Like I remember being under, you know, under the drugs. But I could still. I still knew they were like in the process of doing it. If that makes sense. There was like a weird like. It's a whole thing. It, it's you'll have fun when when you get them taken out. Are you doing it like next week or something? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like, uh, next episode, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'll. I, I have no plans to get wisdom <laughs> teeth out, but that would be funny. The next episode is just like Craig's hosting. I'm gonna have comments. <laughs> Hello, this is Fly Properly. I'm Steve. It's just gonna be two hours of numbers, and everybody's gonna be like, "Steve, can you please talk again? We can't." And then just, I, can't but I still get this. the Owen Wilson wows in. <laughs> it's just like Craig's just going. So uh, Flyers, it was uh, fourteen oh five on Ice Time for JVR. Oh wow! That's the entire podcast. Yeah, in the uh, second period, uh, Tyler Pitlick had a uh, sixty Corsi four wow. percentage on rush plays, and you're like, "Oh wow, that's crazy." <laughs> or I just do the entire podcast as Owen. Yeah, just all the Where's Marley? Wow, that's crazy. Oh wow. How about these Shanghai Knights? <laughs> well, well, you know what comes before the Shanghai Knights? Shanghai Noon. So, okay. I thought uh, I actually thought you were going to make a transition and maybe talk about the Vegas Golden Knights. So, I'm, uh, oh fuck, you know I'm bad. I'm not mad. I'm what? disappointed. <laughs> what is the transition? And what comes to the- before the Shanghai Knights is the Vancouver Canucks, who the Flyers play next week. That makes no sense. <laughs> But they do play. But the Flyers do play the Canucks, and they play them on Saturday night. We've Hashtag. already got a West Coast ten o'clock game. That sounds Hashtag terrible. Flyers out the dark, baby. Oh, you think that's bad? How do the Canucks? Uh, how the Canucks been so far? Uh, they beat the shell of the Kings last night, but that is also the Kings. So they're I not good. They're all old, no. and they all make like ten million dollars a season. I I'm pretty sure Quick hasn't made a save yet this year. I'm, I said that as a joke, but I'm pretty sure he has like an obnoxiously bad save percentage in two games so far. So last night was bad because I had it on when I was I was doing some of the line by line stuff, and it was it was like every three minutes I was just looking up and some random Canuck was shooting a puck from the top of the circles, and Quick was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> it was just like going in. <laughs> just well, not good. shit. So I think uh, I they they have a pretty Jonathan good chance to go three and zero here. What do you think, Jonathan Quick's save percentage is right now? Is it obnoxiously bad? It's comedically bad, or like eight hundreds. Okay. I guess you could call it comedic because seven ninety five, seven fifty. Okay, seven fifty. A good seven fifty is GAA is seven eighteen. It's not good when you can tell a goalie's going rate is three out of every four saves. That's not really a good time. He's got a pretty good slugging percentage. <laughs> it's not, yeah. Get him on the uh, get, get him on the Orioles roster. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Who do you uh, he want the Philly, the Phillies next manager to be? I mean, I, I would not mind Joe Madden. Uh, I'd be fine with Girardi as long as he doesn't pull the stupid. Uh, everybody's got to be clean shaven bullshit. Oh yeah, 
those things are always those guys are good I, I don't want a guy who's like too old school like I, I don't want uh, a kind of a dinosaur in there yeah but I'm perfectly fine with a guy who's like a little old school but can respect some of the modern game I do want a guy who's not going to pull like a relief pitcher every batter gotcha yeah, I got you. Cause what a- I, and you know, it'd be really nice is to have a manager that gets a relief pitcher ready for the actual batters. <laughs> that, That'd be nice. Is that nice something that uh, Gabe Kapler did not do? I At guess. least <laughs> twice. At least twice. That's, it's a it's a pretty strong move. I mean, that's called a just got to be ready to go in there when you go in there. It's not great. It's not, it's not good. I okay. So obviously, I'm not as connected to baseball as I am with like the hockey or football. You but, are an Orioles fan. We understand. Yeah. So there's re- but speaking of the Orioles fans is. Is Buck Showalter's name even being mentioned right now? Yes, it, it is. is. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. No thanks. Oh no, I mean I'm not. Yeah, I'm saying I'm. I don't know why he want to manage anymore. I feel like after you end. Yeah, the I season, feel like Buck Showalter's been managing since the '60s at this point. He's been going for a while. Yeah. I actually, I probably since the the, the mid '80s. I want to say it's been it's been a while. I mean, he did have cameos on Seinfeld, or a cameo back in the day. So it's been a minute. That was the early nineties. So been a minute. <laughs> the so, Stain's less popular song they did for microwavable popcorn. No, what's something that you can heat up in less than a minute? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's the ramen song. Yeah. It's been, been a minute <laughs> since I ate ramen. Oh shit. <laughs> good night and good hockey. Let's see. Well, I, let's see. After the uh, after the on ice stuff, I mean, we're moving into uh, talking about Nolan Patrick skating. Uh, we can talk about. Uh, I mean, the rest of the stuff right now is kid stuff, like Sandstrom and LeBurge going down to the ECHL, which I will talk about right now. Uh, Felix Sandstrom and LeBurge down to the ECHL. They joined Kirill Ustamenko, uh, aka Little Uti Vert, and uh, in the with the Reading uh, Royals down there uh, for goalies. People were making a big deal of this for. Sandstrom, I really don't care that much uh, about where prospect goalies play if they're in North America. If they're playing the AHL or the ECHL, that's great. As long as they're playing, I think that's the most important part. And I'm, I, I don't feel the same way about skaters, but goaltending, if you, the ECHL loves to tell you how many alumni they have in, in the NHL. Uh, and if you go back and you look at all those players that once played in the ECHL that made it to the NHL, the majority of the players that were actually good or had a big impact on the league, I feel like, ended up being goalies. Um, and, you know, the goaltending, it's just, I, I think it's more about just getting more playing time right now for them. A player like LeBurge, I think it's not the best sign because it's good for the Flyers because obviously they have a lot of prospects now and you have to start putting some of them down in the ECHL. But for LeBurge, I think it's just kind of continuing in the direction that he is just going to be He's just going to be gone fairly soon, which again sucks because he's had a pretty hard, set a pretty hard go of it in the last couple of years. But uh, you are correct in your assessment here. Yeah. It, it is definitely a like I'm not worried about the goaltending aspect for for a player to go down to that level, especially. I, I mean, I, I think the Phantoms have a, a decent amount of talent, but I wouldn't say it's at the point where a guy like him well, shouldn't be making the roster if he's yeah at that point. It's the you're right. It's also the combination. It's not all that though, because there's like they have they have to have like veteran contracts in the AHL, That's true. and That's then they true. have like random contracts that the AHL GM can just go and sign. It's still players, just so. not encouraging. No, it's though. yeah, right, exactly. It's not 
it's not the best sign for LaBerge if you wanted an indication of whether or not he was going to be, you know, he's making strides or how the franchise feels about him. And again, you know, this is a new, you know, new front office in place and they didn't have the, uh, the same feelings about LaBerge. Now they're coming in with a guy who has had, you know, a couple concussion issues and then not really in the AHL that much last year, but I mean, we'll say not, I mean, everybody's favorite thing with the Burge is bringing up the fact that DeBrinket was taken two picks later, and that's uh, you know, it's a pretty easy thing to point out. But it, happens. Yeah, it happens. I mean, yeah. not you can't always find a brine cat in the in the batch. Yeah, if that's a saying, it's not. But <laughs> it's I'm making fine. it. Yeah, we'll make it. Yeah. You can't always find a brine cat in the batch. Which, by the way, I think it is kind of funny. He's going to score like 40 goals on Blackhawks teams that are really going to struggle to make the postseason. It's but, pretty great. Uh, it's, it's pretty great. great. Well, I mean, you get situations like uh, like Kevin Marshall and PK Subban, right? Oh God, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about that the other day. I was thinking about that last night, and I was watching it, and I was like, "Man, right now, I'll take Kevin Marshall over Subban every day." Because he, no, he looked. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, he, let's play Lindsey Vaughn in hockey <laughs> instead of PK. He, uh, I'll tell you what though, PK Subban didn't look. Uh, he didn't look like himself last night. He had a couple he didn't look real dynamic. bad he, plays. He didn't yeah. look like the guy that used to torture us with the Canadiens. Yeah. No, By yeah. torture us, I mean, we played him a couple times a year and inexplicably booed him a bunch because he had a tiff with Mike Richards back in the day. Yeah. He, I still don't get why, why people are still I, doing I will that never like, get the... I don't... What has P.K. Subban done to this, this roster? Done to the Flyers yeah, ever. Yeah. That's really warranted this. Yeah. He got into a tiff with Mike Richards. Whoopity doo. Yeah. It's uh You know what Mike Richards is doing? Hanging out at the lake. Oh yeah, he probably is having a, a hell of a time right now. This is this is what Canadians do. They hang out at the uh, lake. But yeah, I, Yeah, I mean that's that. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and that's the way it was. And that, that's uh that's the and then the other news was Cam York uh dominated some random Canadians. Uh, Cam York oh, had two goals baby. on seven shots with a plus two rating, including a beautiful goal and an eight to two win over the University or uh, the University of Windsor Lancers in an exhibition. The University game. of Canada. <laughs> so Steve, I put the Steve, I put the link in here so you can see it. Our listeners won't, so they can they can deal with that. But you can see how beautiful the goal is. But uh, just Cam York doing uh, Cam York stuff, uh, looking pretty good. University of Michigan in the first exhibition game. So uh, yeah. Just giving you a Cam York update. Ooh, that was filthy. Yeah, was that was filthy. Nice. That's uh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my. Uh, it's, by the way, my Steve, goal. Look at that Cam York goal. <laughs> we are, we are, we're done with the uh, the actual hockey talk. We're now now we're gonna get into the uh, now it's time to talk about the bone zone. We're going straight to the sweet stuff. Yeah. And now it is the time in which the fly verbally guys stop talking about the great sport that is played on ice called hockey and instead switch to what they call nonsense <laughs> which they call bullshit All right, well the practice of not doing stuff that is logical or makes sense for a podcast about the great sport of <laughs> hockey this is, you should How'd do you this enjoy opening? the non-pierre broadcast you should do the oh yeah that was very nice yeah well because oh, nice. I, I think bush is much better yeah, Boucher is very easy to listen to. I mean, I'm, well, he's easy to listen to, and he actually gives insight on the playing of the game. I especially liked listening. I mean, I, I liked listening to him about Carter Hart because I, I thought he had a lot of great insight into yeah. goaltending there. Uh, you know, Haggy kind of pumped the tires a little bit when he didn't exactly earn that, but you know, that's well, that's every Hag's also a, an eye test guy, right? <laughs> I was going to say Hag is the he's become the NHL hits boy. leader yeah. twenty nineteen. 
he's slowly become weirdly like a. I will give Hag some credit though. R- 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 Hag. Why am I saying Hag? Robert Hag. I will give Robert Hag some credit. He actually had a big Mama Jamma hit. Oh yeah, no, he did have. He had a couple nice plays last night going through it. Uh, yeah, he hasn't looked. He hasn't had any Hag moments yet. It looks. It's looked like so. Uh, I, I mean, that's a nice change of pace too. I don't know how long that's going to last, but we'll uh, we'll see. Maybe maybe this pair will work out because Ghost can help Hag out in situations where he would have looked like a. Uh, you know, a fucking idiot last year. Who knows? We'll see. Who knows? So, uh, Craig, we were about to jump into uh, the nonsensical portion of the podcast. Uh, the, yep. The second hour where it all drops off a cliff. is uh, It all just state. fucking hits, yeah. <laughs> it hits the fan, so. It yeah. always hits the fan in the second hour. But before we do that, I know you wanted to get one more piece of hockey news in there and, and talk about something near and dear to our hearts. Oh, right. So I, I thought I would... I thought of this idea, I think, over the weekend uh, for a new, a new bit we could do every week, and then, uh, and then I got lucky with some of the news—not news that I'm necessarily happy about—but it, it fits into this, uh, fits into this new bit. So I thought I'd introduce it this week. I was going to start uh, the segment "Why the Penguins Suck," and this week we get to talk about the Evgeny Malkin and Nick Bukestad injuries, which uh, sounds like I still haven't seen anything about Bukestad. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be out long term with a class case in an LBI and then Evgeny Malkin also suffered a soft tissue injury uh, in his leg and he's expected to be out at least a month so oh, wow. they already had some pretty weak depth and now uh, they lost Evgeny Malkin and Bukestad who was supposed to be part of that depth uh, was he? I, uh, I, I, that's where the Penguins are right now this is what I've been trying to say is they're not really the, when Malkin was playing he was on a second line with Galchenyuk and Brandon Tanev which is not a good sign not great yeah, so uh, it's uh, it'll be interesting for the Penguins over the next uh, month or so. They lost to the Jets earlier this week. Uh, they played, to, they won tonight, right? Uh, they beat the Ducks. Yeah, they beat the. They Ducks did two beat to the one. Ducks. Yes, it's uh, who tragic. But, but, the Ducks, by the you way, know, have an all-star roster. They're just unstoppable. <laughs> I did want to. I did want to make the point I made to you earlier, though. I, and I need to emphasize this because we are a Flyers podcast. My opinion about the Ducks is we talked about it last week. We assumed they were going to suck again. I, I think a couple of things I forgot about is not John Gibson, but that he is incredible and he's probably going to win them games they don't deserve to win. And now they don't have Randy Carlisle. They now have Dallas Eakins, who that's going to be a change in their game plan and maybe they'll actually spend some time in the offensive zone. It's not going to be how many goals until John Gibson can't win us the game. So I think they'll be better. I don't think they're going to be pushing for a playoff spot. I think five teams are coming out of the Central and they're not going to be one of the top th- three teams in the Pacific, but they'll still, they're not going to be a complete waste of space this year. It's not going to be a complete dumpster fire. I think, I think so they're not going to just better. be smiling politely in the corner. They'll, they'll actually <laughs> yeah. be they're here to gonna, do stuff. They're, they're not just here for the stuff. They're not just here for the stuff. They're here to get the stuff done. And I mean, we're here for this hashtag here for this stuff. That might be, maybe if we say that enough, that could be the next flyer slogan. <laughs> we get to the postseason. The Flyers are here for the stuff, but we'll see how that works out. The Flyers are ready for the stuff. And then I do want to say, talking about the Penguins, uh, Sidney Crosby, who's getting older by the day, you know, window prime is getting smaller and smaller. Uh, He did beat up here Luke Dubois, who's barely not a teenager anymore, and then that helped the Penguins demolish Corpus Allo and the Blue Jackets. So they did have that. So that's happened so far. You'll be Um, a man. 
Soon. But yeah, so hopefully this uh, this bit will be, you know, not always penguins getting injured. Uh, it's a nice start, though. Now, again, I don't want to see them get hurt, but, you know, whatever. Uh, it will be a thing where each week, if uh, I will try and find a random stat or instance of the penguins uh, just being uh, object failures, like, in their existence. So we'll, we'll find some stuff. It's probably going to be stuff from the 90s. Uh, probably talk about that uh, five-over-time goal a lot. Uh, talk Listen, about Dr. Dunks MD is here to give you your dunking therapy. Dr. Dunks, PhD. How many times do I have to tell you this? It's the PhD. I don't know what the di- I don't know what the letters mean, but I am a PhD. It's Dr. Dunks, PhD. That's where I'm at. Means penguins. Pretty hard doctor. Pretty hard. He's a real dick. Pretty hard <laughs> he's, doctor. He's a real. He's he's a doctor that's difficult to handle. Like you don't want to go visit him. He's real. He makes every conversation difficult. Mm. Doctors not known for their communication skills. Yeah, they're like, uh, so have you gained weight? And he'll be like, no. And they're like, mm. well, mm. I think all the Twinkies you've eaten would suggest otherwise. And you're like, why are you going to be so hard, doctor? Why are you doing this? <laughs> Just trying to be nice. Uh, that is, uh, that's why the penguins suck, though. So, I mean, they were already, uh, like I was saying, I, I, I don't know if they're going to be terrible. I just don't think they're going to be the usual penguins everybody's expecting. And this could be, because now we're getting into the the realm of everybody saying, well, I don't want to say the Penguins are out. I'm not going to say until they're actually out. So I'm thinking this could be the year that they're finally out. We'll see, though. I mean, I'm not going to say that, but I hear no, you. No, I'm not either. I, it's, I, even though I just did. I'm just saying I think this could be a – this might actually be the year they finally missed the playoffs. I I, I don't know. I, I think we've Greg been Greg Forsyth the, calling yeah, for the demise of the <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguins. You know what's going to happen now? Is Kansas they're City. Go out- they're moving to Kansas City. Oh, or that. I was going to say they're going to go out and make a big trade and get somebody that like solves a bunch of their problems, and then they'll be the third. They'll be the third seed in the division. <laughs> Jimmy Roth is trying. He's tr- he's trying to trade Jack Johnson. God, he got to got to. He's been trying to trade Jack Johnson since he signed <laughs> Jack Johnson. <laughs> it's always a good sign. That's it's my always... favorite Penguin signing in recent <clears throat> history because everybody knew that was a disaster. They're like, why would they rush out and clear cap space to sign Jack Johnson? And they went and did it anyway. It was just it was, it's a terrible idea. I also like at this point, it's been rumored so much they're trying to trade Jack Johnson. Like, is there a team that isn't first going? Wow, they've been trying to move Jack Johnson for a while. Maybe he isn't good. Like, I feel like at this, I don't know. There's probably some team. The centers will bail him out at some point, right? Like, the centers will eventually give them a fifth for Jack Johnson. They'll give him a fifth and clear out, I don't know, like a bunch of cap space on top of that. <laughs> yeah, they'll help him out someone. That's my they'll- favorite. Like, just teams that are just like, yeah, we'll take your excess cap space. It's fine. Yeah, just lay it on us. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, whatever. You want a cup of coffee, too? <laughs> Feel good about the Senators uh, this year, though. I don't know. I think they're going to do it. Yeah? No, like, do what? Win a game? Uh, have they? Well, no, they, they probably haven't won a game yet, right? I, I mean, I'm assuming, up. but I who knows? There's no well, way to tell. I, I, we don't have the technology for that yet. We don't have the technology for that. We also just don't have any caring for that. No, absolutely not. I complete told, this is, we've about, about the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, we've already talked to the Senators for too much. This is, yeah. I mean, something I do want to talk about, and I think our listeners want to talk about. This is a good segue. Um, uh, Pilot Pete? Pilot Pete. That, yeah, so our you good friend. Times, I don't know the story either. Our good friend from the Batch update that everybody knows and loves, uh, Pilot Pete, 
apparently got into a bit of an incident the other day. And we, we have to talk about this because Pilot Pete is almost as much news as hockey for this podcast at this point. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. pulling up the, the article, this is on uh, people.com, uh, noted news site, People. <laughs> New Bachelor Pete Weber is on the mend after undergoing emergency surgery in Costa Rica, People confirms. During a game of golf on Monday, the ABC leading man split his head open after he fell and hit his head on multiple cocktail glasses. Radar oh Online reports... He went to step on the cart, but fell and split his face open on two cocktail glasses he was carrying, a source told the outlet. Oh my god! As a, re- As a result of the nasty injury, Weber, 27, reportedly traveled two hours to a hospital for an operation, in which he received 22 stitches in his face. Holy shit! Pilot Pete got jacked up! <laughs> well, that's, that's one way of putting it. What the fuck? Is he going to be able That's, to fly uh, with all those stitches in his face? Yeah. I mean, I I, I already forget everything about Pilot Pete. I mean, obviously, I, I think I remember he was a pilot. So Did he, he have sex in stuff. the windmill, or is that Luke Pither? Oh, sex in a windmill. Making love in a windmill. I think that was Pilot Pete. Wasn't Pilot Pete, like, the cool one? Like, the real casual one? He was the pilot, one that so he would, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Most pilots are pretty casual about stuff. Super cool. Just mega chill, you know? Mega chill. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty crazy story, though. And also, this is what the people wanted because if yeah, this is our batch update. <laughs> this is this is a batch update, and uh, we, you know, whenever we, the new season comes out, do we know when this happens? Do we know when Pilot Pete's batch happens? No. There's no I, again, I, there's no way to tell. Yeah, we'll we'll never know. I well, I don't want to look it up. I think it. I would assume like like February. I think like February, March, somewhere in that area. Sometime 2020, that's when we're looking for uh Smarch. So we got a we got a couple of lean months here where we just got to talk about hockey. I believe we'll it's right January 6th, spot. so you know, just in the middle of oh. the hockey season. Uh, okay. Oh yeah. Well, that's well. I mean, I think we can do both. I think we can do both. Why not both? That's, there you go. Well, you know, that's what we're known for: uh, batch updates and hockey makes perfect sense together it's the chocolate and peanut butter of podcasting i suppose but uh craig i think you have a good old-fashioned game for me tonight steven i do and it's uh it's been a hot minute since i've uh, stopped you game <laughs> with uh well i already i mean i don't wanna I can't, I can't make a good salt pump but anyway i'm gonna yeah we're gonna do a game it's been a minute and i'm going to uh you're actually your door saw your the doorknob your door saw <laughs> yeah hashtag Doorknobbing. Uh, the doorknob. Knobbing the job. Welcome well, to Flapperbally with Steve Chico and Craig the Doorknob Craig. <laughs> Get to You're her. Craig Craig apparently now too. I called you Craig the Doorknob Craig. <laughs> Craig Craig Forsyth, the doorknob. Get turned. It's Craig Craig. <laughs> so I wanted, it was a big, big week uh, for people named Vladislav. Uh, Vladislav Nemesnikov got traded from the Senators, or got traded to the Senators from the Rangers for uh, Nick Ebert. And a twenty twenty one fourth. So you know, centers are really building up there. And then also, Vlad the Impaler having a good time. Well, not quite. Uh, Vladislav Gavrikov made his NHL debut this week with the Blue Jackets, and I think Great that name. shoots up Great to yeah, name. one of the best names in the league already. Amazing, astonishing what Columbus is building out there. But in honor of that, Steve, uh, you're kind of on the right path. Uh, we're gonna play name that Vlad. So of course, these are 
anybody named Vladislav, Vladimir, Vlad, whatever you, yeah, however it can work, think of Vlad as the answer. So, uh, number one, Stephen. This former NHLer played in 712 games over 13 seasons, six games of which came for the Flyers in 2003-2004. He's a defenseman. He was... I don't, I don't think he was good when he was... He wasn't good when he was with, with the Flyers, because, I mean, he didn't play that I'll much. be honest, uh, I can't remember a Flyers defenseman named Vladimir, so he couldn't have been that good. Oh, yeah. No, this was... Uh, this was back. I wanted you to think back to. Uh, I remember seeing him in highlights for like a Flyers Lightning game in that postseason run. You remember when everybody died? I um, died on the defense during that. I remember when Sammy run. was in there slamming yeah, Sammy, Sammy Kapanen. Kapanen had to play he, uh, he was not a slammer. <laughs> Maybe the size of a pog slammer, but that's that's a deep cut for '90s kids there. But Sam, Sammy the body bag Kapanen. That's what they called him because <laughs> he just always ended players' careers with heavy body jacks. You know, you saw him play. That was his reputation. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is known. It is known. <laughs> uh, I am not remembering this this Flyers Vladimir. No shots in the dark? You want me to just tell you? I'm not going to go fishing in the dark here. All right. Uh, Vladimir Malikov. So, uh... uh you should have known okay. that. He played six games for the Flyers 15 years ago, Steve, and here you are not knowing <laughs> that, so... Where has my memory gone? I guess we got one real fan on the show. So that's over one, Steve. Uh, number two. Fake fan. <laughs> this former NHLer won the Stanley Cup with the Detroit Red Wings in 1997 before his career ended in a limousine crash just six days later. It's going to be pretty damn good. Uh, part of those ridiculously loaded Red Wings teams back in the 90s, obviously, as I just said. <laughs> so forward. Um, I can't really give you. I don't know any other hints that would really. Uh, the year after the crash, when they won again, they brought him out onto the ice in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I so I remember who this is, and it was, it was Vladimir Konstantinov. Yes. But I just wanted to say that, like these, those team, that friggin' Red Wings team, they were so good, and oh, they yeah. drove me. It drove me so nuts as a Flyers fan that. The Lindros, Leclerc, Remberg, Brindamore team had to run into that friggin' buzzsaw of a team. It was just yeah. so frustrating. Yeah, well, because they were just unbelievable, and it. Yeah. Ugh. That's always the, and that's the thing with the. Uh, that's just the thing with Philly sports, though. I think is they always run into that dynasty that's about to happen, or the dynasty that is happening. It's not very I often. I still am in disbelief that they beat Brady and Belichick's Patriots. I, <laughs> yeah, I, stuff like that. I still yeah. can't believe it. It just doesn't sound right. Like the three times, yeah, so the three times the Eagles went to the Super Bowl, two were against these Patriots. Not these Patriots, but, you know, this era of Patriots, and then uh, well, against the Raiders back in 80, when the Raiders were still, you know, obviously good enough to win a Super Bowl, and they won a couple. Uh, and then the only real one where the team that runs to the dynasty was the Phillies, and they beat the shit out of the Rays. But like the well, Flyers, and the Phillies still played the Blue Jays, who won back-to-back years. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The Flyers have run into the Oilers, the Islanders, the Red Wings, and the Blackhawks. It's just, it's yeah. disgusting. And one of their wins, the one against the Bruins, the Bruins were loaded back then. The only time they haven't faced the reason. juggernaut in the finals was the Sabres. Yeah, and even the Sixers, last time they were in the finals, ran into Shaq and Kobe. <laughs> Shaq and Kobe. You think, um, for my uh, brother out there, do you think the Sixers make it to the finals this year? I I'm think so. I'm a big Sixers fan. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about the Sixers this year. Yeah, he's thinking uh, He's thinking they're going to be the finished first in the East. 
because the other teams get talked up as the Bucks, and they uh, apparently Embiid lost Giannis. that weight. Embiid lost twenty pounds. He's, he's I ready saw to Ben go. Simmons hit a three, and people lost their collective people shit. People lost their shit. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, the, you know, this, uh, if this these first two games are an illusion and they start falling back, we might slowly transition into uh, some Sixers talk. Just make it a Sixers. You're going to do the old Homer disappearing into the hedge with a flyer <laughs> shirt and come out with come a Sixer shirt. Yeah, I'll just come out with uh, yeah. Well, what you got to do is you just got to get one of those those four for four shirts where it's it somehow messily combines all the team's logos into one. And definitely looks cool. Looks, looks very, very good. cool. <laughs> the coolest. All the cool kids have it. And all the cool. Won't kids. Let me get it yet. And she. Anyway, uh, number three. So you are one for two, Steve. Uh, number three. This Vlad is regarded as one of the most important rulers in Romanian history and was given the nickname <laughs> Dracula before it became associated with the fictional fictional vampire. Steve, would you like to take a guess? Since you've was already it one I, ne- I named already? Yep, Vlad the Impaler? <laughs> Vlad the Impaler. Yes. I can't believe you just said that yes. off the top of your goddamn head. <laughs> I'm a weird guy. I That was impressive. I mean, because I, I had to find an extra Vlad, and that was my extra Vlad, because uh, I'll tell you the other two right here coming up. Uh, two for three. Excuse me, do you have a Vlad plus one? <laughs> Can I borrow your Vlad real quick? I'll move it back. Don't worry. Uh, what goalie was famously pulled by the USSR after the first period of the Miracle on Ice? I know. Man. I know. You're really going to hate it when I say it, too. Back in the USSR. That song was about the Miracle on Ice. Did you know that? little fun fact. Paul McCartney oh, wow. is a big international hockey fan. Not a lot of it's true. Know. He, he, I, you know, he always mentions it in... He has little snippets in his interviews and his songs, you can tell. Yeah. 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 You look close enough. You'll see it. <laughs> you play Sgt. Pepper's backwards. It, it's, not, it's a talkie play by players. It's actually just the the roster of the Miracle on Ice USA team. <laughs> Years before they played. <laughs> it's fucking amazing that they got it. But It's a great Easter egg. All right, do you remember his name or do you want me to uh, I'm, I'm painfully say it? Vladislav Tretiak. Mm. Number five. This Ukrainian boxer is regarded as one of the best heavyweight boxers of all time. Very recent. I think he retired in 2011. Well, I definitely don't know this one. I, I know, You're I know, don't the know name, shit though. about boxing. Yeah. Think of... Think of any Russian that you know in terms of boxing or UFC. I, none. Mean, none. Oh, okay. All right, never mind then. I was, do you want me to just tell you? Yes. Vladimir Klitschko? Yeah, I don't, I, this, I, this means nothing to me. Okay. Have you heard, <laughs> wait, have you heard the name? I was trying to find a. I, I, honestly, I don't think so. I oh, really okay. don't know shit about boxing or UFC. This is like one area of culture well, that is just beyond me. Yeah, you're not alone in that. I was just I. I mean, I don't really follow either, but I know who Vladimir Klitschko is. Like, I know the name, so that's why I thought it would be. No, but know, uh, I missed out on that one. <laughs> now, two more things, Steve, outside the Vlad game, uh, and they're very important. I want to get them. There was a snippet about Josh Bailey becoming the sixth Islander to play 800 games for the franchise this week. He's not named Vlad, but I wanted to see if you could name the five other Islanders that have played at least 800 games for the franchise. You should know, you could know, four of the names. I will tell you the one I, I don't think you'll know. Do you want me to just tell you? Because sure. he is, I think, well, it's Bob Bourne, who I think is more famous now because his son is pretty big on Twitter. And Justin Bourne. So, 
I don't, I don't think I, I, Bob Bourne. I don't think anybody. I don't think he would have gotten. I don't think I would have gotten. Um, yeah, but the no, other. I, four, I definitely would not have gotten it. The other four, you should definitely get two of them. Mike Bossy. You picked the one name out of like all the honors players that is not on here. <laughs> God damn yeah, it! But keep going down that path. The other, some of the other ones are here. Is, is good friend Rick DiPietro on that list? Rick DiPietro is not on that list. That would have been something. No. Oh. I feel like he was there forever in a day, though. He was. They're all. Uh, they're all from the '80s dynasty. Oh, okay. So they all are. are yeah, you don't need that. Don't worry about the Ashens and the yeah. DiPietro, the Mark Parishes of the world. And uh, Matt Molson's and uh, Trader John Tavares, John Tavares, a traitor yeah. <laughs> to the your island. James Wisniewski's your. Uh, All right, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm recalling now some of these these famous Islanders. Uh, okay. Potvin, right? Potvin. That was Potvin. One thousand sixty. Three more. Oh wow. Uh. One of them, Trottier? Brian Trottier, yeah, was number one with one thousand one hundred twenty-three. The other two, thank you. I believe have also had. Uh, oh, I thought oh. you were going to read them. Oh, you want me to tell? Yeah, okay. It's Bob Nystrom and Clark Gillies. Yeah. Okay. Go. Okay. Oh, Clark Gillies. Okay. I don't think I was going to get Nystrom, but uh, Gillies. Nystrom, I, no, I but you know, of. I mean, you know who Bob Nystrom is. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> I don't know those. Also, I, I'll be honest. I don't know those Islanders teams nearly as well as I know like the the Oilers from that era. Oh yeah. Or, yeah. Well, Nystrom, but Nystrom had the uh, he had the winner in '80. I think. I thought. I've tried to block that out. Oh yeah. Okay. So there you go. I'm bringing it back. This is a good. Uh, it was offsides. That's what my dad tells me. It was offsides. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good old Leon Stickle. They should have. Uh, maybe they should have started using replay back then. But who knows? And then also, Steve, very important because uh, I thought of this joke and I wanted to, I wanted to bring it to the show. Uh, I don't know if you remember a couple months back when Mark Hoppus uh, was at a Flyers game. The you know the bassist. And singer, oh yeah, I was feeling it. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So you're feeling it. Uh, I realized. I don't know if I said this joke or you know. I, I realized I have an opportunity to, to say it now. When he saw uh, Shane Gossifier make a move at the blue line, he thought he saw a ghost on the dance floor. So that that's a deep cut. Um, I hope you all enjoy that. That was a couple months in the making, apparently. I couldn't think of it at the time. Hit me last week when I saw a or something. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. There's, there's only one response to that. Damn it. <laughs> you want to do around the league? Get the hell out of here. Let's go around the league. And by the way, I'm so just you didn't ask me about Vlad Guerrero. The league. <laughs> you didn't ask me about Vlad Guerrero. I can't believe it. I know. Well, I, I was making a point that because I feel like, you know, if I started a question with which baseball player, what what else? I don't know. That's probably going to be the first thing that goes to your mind. Yeah. Well, here's how, you other here's how you could have somehow phrased it with a Canadian. This famous Canadian hit. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he was Canadian, but he played in Canada. This former Montreal Expo now has a son in the majors. All right. <laughs> Michael Layton announced his retirement this oh, week. Oh, wow. Uh, hadn't played in the NHL since 2016 17 with Carolina. Uh, 37, 43, and 14 with a 900 save percentage, 2.97 GAA, and four shutouts in 110 NHL games in 10 seasons over 15 years with the Flyers, Hurricanes, Blackhawks, and Predators. You want to talk about a guy with a complicated legacy. That yeah, is... I was really 
I was really thinking about making this like a, a topic on, or not, but uh, yeah, I could have talked about it honestly because he, he's got. Right well, I mean, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. But right. he he's got such a complicated legacy in Philadelphia because he objectively did help save that season and yep. that postseason. Like he played well above his pay grade, and I I'm grateful for that. And I, I think he put together a great run. But at the same time, he had, he let in one of the worst, most painful goals of my life. I also it's like I'm grateful, but I also can't forgive that because that goal was abysmal. It was abysmal. Yeah, it was terrible. Like, yeah, cover I... the corner, cover the corner, Lates. What are you doing? <laughs> but on the other hand, I am grateful for what he did. It was a great run, and I mean the guy is like he was an AHL legend. He had one of the best AHL careers of all time. No, he was yeah in the AHL. He was he was incredible. Uh, Leighton though, so I'll explain what my I guess view or like how I kind of feel about that whole 2010 goal overall. So it was at the time I don't think I was as hurt by it as all the other Flyers fans. I just I was I just couldn't believe they got that far. I took it as it was just an amazing run. They shouldn't have been there in the first place. They have something to build off of. I thought they're going to take a couple more swings at getting a cup the next couple of years. So I wasn't too worried about it. And then, you know, next year things start happening with my dad and then he passes away. And now I look back on that goal and it's like, well, that was the one time I could have seen a cup with my dad. And now it can't happen. So like now as we get further and further away from that moment, I'm kind of getting more upset with that. Not oh, really how close they were and all this kind of crap, but that's rough, man. Yeah, but it's not. Uh, well, I will say it's not. It's not like a hold. It's not. Michael Lane isn't like a source of like emotional turmoil. Right, right. But what I'm but saying I mean, is like it's rough to think of it like that. Yeah, it definitely is. But of everybody who would hold a get a grudge against Layton, I really don't. I really don't feel any anger towards him. I don't think it was a terrible goal. But at the same time, there's a lot of the Bill Buckner argument with it. I think, and then also he did, like you were saying before, he was doing a lot of work before that, and I think a lot of people forget. That series before against the Canadians had a lot of defensive help, but he did also pitch three shutouts in a series to get them to the cup. So, right, and and ultimately the, the thing to remember about that team is like they they were playing a better team. The Blackhawks were the better team. A lot better. Team. And I mean, Kane was phenomenal at the time. You know, fuck you. Yeah, go back uh, and look at that entire. Bufflin, Bufflin, Bufflin played an amazing series. He was a forward. They were so loaded on defense. He played as a forward. Yeah, like they that team was remarkably loaded so just to even get it to within a goal of game seven is incredible and to go back to the bill buckner thing it's like because i feel like a lot of the same arguments were made for bill buckner where yeah bill buckner fucked up like grabbing that ground ball obviously but that was game six the red sox still could have gone out in game seven and one and then they go out and blow it and now a lot of blame still on buckner even though they still had a whole game to go out and play i think with layton theoretically he makes that save there's no guarantee the Flyers win. That it just elongates the overtime. There's no guarantee they get out of Game Six, let alone go to Chicago and then win on Chicago. And I think they lost Game Five, seven to four, and it wasn't a close seven to four. So like, there's a lot of jumps to conclusion here that Michael Lane fucked it up. But it's not. It, it's it was just he was just the illustration of a terrible moment. I think is what I'm going to go with that. 
Yeah, no, he, he, I mean, it's, yeah, that's, that's where the frustration goes. Like, it's, it's not Mitch Williams' fault that the Phillies lost the 93 World Series, but he was the poster boy for it. He was the guy who, who screwed up at the biggest moment possible. And that's what it comes down to. So, and I realize that. I realize there's a lot more factors to it, but it's still, still it's tough to think of Michael Layton and not think of that. Yeah. That's true. Well, that's that's the complicated legacy part of it, you know. At the end of the it's, day, it's, it's definitely it, it's it's weird. It my, the Michael Layton play has it's just been a weird moment in Flyers history, especially because of the what I just explained for me. But it's just a weird thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's but terrible. I mean, yeah. <laughs> overall, a great professional career for Michael Layton. Like, yeah. he is a, a legend in the AHL, and that's nothing to sneeze at, man. Like it's as we've always said, the worst. The worst AHL player could destroy any of us at hockey. It's, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. To, to excel at a professional level is, is definitely an accomplishment. And, uh, you know, congrats to Leighton on a great career. Uh, definitely, he played in one of the longest games of all time, right? Oh, yeah. I, I think he lost. Yeah, so that's the kind of... I feel like he was always on, like, the wrong side of, like, those stupid anecdotes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine if he fun. if he won that cup, he would have been a legend just for being you know it would have been very Nick Folesian oh, kind yeah. of win. Yeah, it would have been Nick Foles or Jordan Bennington before they did it. Yeah, I love that you're already putting Bennington in that that <laughs> into that category. He it was literally his rookie <laughs> year. I you have say, no idea how his career is going to play out. And you're just like, yeah, he's done. I will say, I do for some reason, and I don't know what it is. I do have an active disdain for Jordan Bennington. I really don't you know what do. it is. You like, really do. I, I shit on him throughout the Stanley Cup final. I'm like, hey, he's going to fuck it up in Game 7. Stands on his head in Game 7. And I'm still like, mm, he's going to have a bad career now. It doesn't matter. Like, he can do anything. It doesn't matter. He sucks. Yeah, yeah, I think he could do anything. And I'll still be like, I mean, whatever. I don't care. Jake Allen. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even though I know that statement is wholeheartedly not true. true. Yeah. But speaking of the Blues, look at this segue. Brain Shen extension. We don't need to talk about Brain Shen. Babby Brain- Shen. <laughs> Brain Shen, eight-year extension, $6.5 million a year. Uh, Patrick Marlowe signs an extension with the Sharks. The wait, wait. Before, before you move on with Brain Shen, uh, did they also sign his brother to an eight-year extension? Because we know <laughs> he can't play well without his brother. No. I was going to say this was the – yeah. Well, he, I don't even know where the fuck Luke Shen is now. Wait, where did he go? Yeah, fuck it. They should bring him in. I think the blue should Where is Luke Shen? I think he's uh, with the. Here are stats for Luke Shen from the 2018-19 NHL regular season. It didn't tell me where he is. But <laughs> That's a good. That's it good. does say he's on the Vancouver Canucks here, so we're gonna see Luke Shen this weekend. Oh baby! Right. Oh baby! I'm excited. You want to talk about Luke Shen for a little bit? No, let's not no. do that. God no. Uh, Patrick Marlowe uh, apparently isn't dead. He's signing a one-year deal with the Sharks for seven hundred thousand. Oh. Only the Sharks. Only the Sharks. Just like, yeah, you know, I was signing one of our <laughs> former best players back. Yeah, bring it back. Under a, a cool mill. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Joe Morrow signs a deal with the New Jersey Devils for one year, 700K. Matthew Robertson, left-handed defenseman taken 49th overall in the second round by the Rangers this year, signed his ELC. Benoit Olivier Grew, center taken in 2018 in the second round by the Ducks, signed his ELC. I am Grew. I- <laughs> Pretty happy I got that pronunciation right, by the way. The listeners, I like to call me out on how I say words. Uh, uh, believe Alex me, Piega. I saw that, and I wanted to say Giroux. <laughs> Came real close. Like, it looks Alex, like a misspelled Giroux. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say growl, but that obviously is not. Yeah. Alex yeah, Piega, yeah. <laughs> traded to the Red Wings. 
for David Pope, going back to the Canucks, put the teams there because you guys don't know who those people are. Bo Horvat, speaking of the Canucks, has been named the team captain. So we'll see that on Saturday as well. Uh, did you see Adam Larson. C- did you was- see that the Sedins came out into the locker room to name him the captain? Yeah, I saw it was a whole fucking thing. Yeah, that's they, a whole thing. Pretty- I've never seen something like that before. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty dramatic. Well, it's Vancouver, like- and they don't. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, if the Flyers, like, for for naming a captain, had like, I don't know, the former captain come out and do it? <laughs> imagine if Jason Smith had come out to name <laughs> Chris Pronger captain. <laughs> Jason Smith. I I wish they would do that, but like in situations where like uh, wasn't oh my god, no it was it was Mike Richards after no no no, no right but I mean like in San Jose where like Joe Thornton was the captain and they stripped him of the C. I wish they would do that like they made Joe Thornton go put the C on Pavelski or something like something I mean, like that. Didn't that essentially happen with Eric Lindros where Bobby Clark oh, just yeah. came down well, and just like I mean goodbye, <laughs> good day, <Clark>. sir. <laughs> That thing did that thing reach pay per view? I mean, the whole sweater, uh, putting the C on Desjardins sweater that was a whole thing. <laughs> I mean, it was probably on Prism, right? It had to be on. I think there's video, I know there was definitely video of it because I remember seeing it. Oh, there was like, definitely ESPN. video. It was I remember ridiculous. being in Maryland and they couldn't seeing, have like, handled it worse. Yeah, that, that was that whole thing was fucking nuts. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, I think you know what they should do that. Yeah, just every time, every time we get a new captain, Bob Clark needs to burn that bridge, and then we'll put the C on the next captain's jersey. Good day, sir. <laughs> uh, injuries. Adam Larson is out at least uh, six to eight weeks with a fractured fibula. Adam Larson, by the way, can't catch a goddamn break. The guy. No. Uh, Nate Schmidt is week to week after a needed knee hit on Wednesday. Blake Como. Flake Homo will be out weeks after suffering suffering an LBI in Dallas and during the season opener. By the way, Nate Schmidt is a guy who Long Beach Island. Nate, Nate Schmidt is a guy who just doesn't want to play at the beginning of seasons. Apparently, that, that, yeah. What was it? A twenty game suspension last year? Yeah, tw- uh, yeah. I think twenty. Yeah. So yeah, he's just like fuck it. I like long summers. Uh, Andrew Ladd is skating with the Islanders, but it might be a while before he's cleared for contact following his torn ACL in March. And then uh, some random bits of information here. Former Chelsea goalie, Peter Cech, has signed a deal with the Guildford Phoenix in the National Ice Hockey League, the NIHL, which is a second-tier league below the EIHL over in Europe. Nothing you just so. read is true. Th- those, <laughs> all, all of that is made up. Look, Peter Cech, that is 100% a creative player name in NHL. Oh, that, dude, Peter Cech was like one of the best goalies ever. Have you ever seen a... He's, like a, he's just skinny, and he used to wear... The dumbest helmet possible. On Is that right? Field. I'm actually not familiar oh, yeah. with Peter Check. Go, swear to God, go look up a picture of him. He's just skinny okay. and he wears like the stupid padded helmet. Like He's if you want to throw. Goalie. You want to talk about my lack of knowledge on certain areas? Like <laughs> oh, I, no, no, that no. is definitely a black hole. Oh in no! My... I mean, it's like I, I think people that know soccer, I think know who Peter Check is, and okay. I'm probably saying I have no wrong. idea. I know. Yeah. I, you, you <laughs> he know, wasn't. He never played in the Olympics. Soccer, too. UFC, boxing. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's I'm bringing up all Yeah. I like how I like how we do a hockey podcast and we're like, oh, all these sports too. I don't, we don't know, too random. But we podcast about, <laughs> but we talk like about most hockey, obscure, like, like week, yeah. major sport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a big deal. Uh, and then more importantly, most importantly, uh, John Lee Olson came out as the first pro male hockey player. Uh, first, okay, let me reread that. John Lee Olson is the first pro male hockey player to come out 
uh, gay publicly in Denmark and may be the only openly gay ice hockey player competing professionally in the world, uh, according to SB Nation's Outsports. Uh, he is a 27-year-old Danish goalie is going into his second season with Rungsted Seer Capital in Denmark's Metal Ligen. Uh, it's, a, it's the nation's 11-team Premier League. That's great. So, That's great news. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's good to see somebody have the courage to, to come out and feel comfortable enough and I hope that we can continue to be progressive in sports and and have people feel comfortable in their own skin and be able to come out and uh, embrace their own sexuality and and be open about that. So uh, it's sad that we are still not at that point, but it's good to see people taking steps. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty big step. It's pretty. Yeah, it's it's uh, definitely a big step. I I don't think it's going to happen in the NHL until like the year 3000. It's going to be a while. I mean, a big thing that I that I always think about is I don't know how many players would want to, you know, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but he is fortunately John Lee Olson is now opening himself up to, he's going to go in the rinks with 20,000 people, not 20,000, but thousands of people each night. And uh, some people are assholes. Well, I think what you're, what you're kind of pointing to is like, you've got, you're still seeing blatant racism with, African-American with black players in the year 2019. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's like, I, I can't, it's just unbelievable that we're still dealing with this bullshit. What the hell is wrong with people? <laughs> I just, I can't fathom why we're still dealing with this shit. It's 2019. What is wrong with you people? Oh, yeah. but no, great for John Lee Olson. I hope he gets support. I hope everybody supports him. And I, I'm very proud of him for doing that. That's fantastic. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you almost feel like NHL guys also just wouldn't say anything just because of the NHL. Like, oh, I don't want to distract the team kind oh, of yeah. nonsense. No, and the NHL, that would definitely be a very big, like out of the four major sports, I think the NHL, that would be the biggest issue with them was, yeah, because the, the players don't show personalities at all as is. So, because <laughs> they don't want to be a distraction. And you got you to gotta give 110% and yeah. give it all. And uh, so. Yeah, but I think it is the the big step is him uh, coming out while he is actually playing because that's a, a, a that's a thing that I think fans are going to have to become used to. I'm not used to, but you know what I mean. Like the more that are out there, the more assholes we weed out for calling them out in public and shit. And yeah, so uh, that's it though. That is the uh, that's around the league, and uh, that's around the league. Usually and- that means we're done. Right. <laughs> yes, okay. we are done. We've gone on plenty long, and uh, thank you all for listening. If you have any feedback for us, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu. You can find Craig at Sports Are Bad, and guess what? They haven't been that bad this week. You know, hopefully no, that trend you know continues. I, I disagree. The Flyers are killing it. Uh, you and I just watched the Patriots win again, who are still Super Bowl champions. The Red Sox are still World Series champions. Yeah. And I yeah, mean, we got the, a the Flyers Cardinals, are killing it. We got a Cardinals Nationals NLCS coming up here. So, I mean, yeah. that's pretty disgusting. Okay, so sports are still bad. The Flyers are killing it. You got to remember, they're one of however many teams. So Flyers are doing great. Let me enjoy this. <laughs> this is a good. This is a good week for me. I mean, the Flyers are doing great. Eagles beat the shell of the Jets. So my sports teams are doing good. Orioles didn't play any games. That's great. And now, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and sports are still bad. So it's fine by me. All right, if you, if do, you want to uh, work that hard to maintain your brand, that's fine. <laughs> I do want to say I do have the the line-by-line line is I want to get it done by tomorrow. If it's not out by tomorrow, 
uh, it'll be out by Saturday. And again, all those, I want to, I want to actually talk about the line by line a little bit because the idea is I'm trying to combine, you know, advanced stats and eye test stuff, and I'm trying to be really thorough about it. But I can't. I wrote five thousand words about the game on Friday, and that is, as a person that wrote it, obnoxious. And I don't expect everybody to read that, but it was also the thing where. I was already in the shit and I was like, I'm not going to waste this all now. I may as well get it out. So trying to dial it back a little bit and still point out noteworthy things without every single game being a, a novel, I guess. And it'll take some, I guess, calibrating, I guess. I don't know. Some of these might still be really long. Some of these may not exactly hit on the things I'm trying to hit. I don't know. I'm just saying the first couple ones are going to be a little rough, just heads up. And then I should figure it out from there and, start pumping it out you get the idea you guys know how articles work i'm just saying <laughs> but that's that's the only thing i want to talk about how does writing work get some words on paper or go from there hopefully they make sense and then uh hit submit so there you go there's writing there's writing <laughs> that's it i got nothing let's else. do that hockey uh you can find me at flyperbole or at estebon but make it flyperbole where you can find great content like me pointing out that nbcsn put JVR's name under Oscar Limblom. <laughs> I just do it. Actually, sure. I gotta, I gotta give a stick tap to M on that one. Uh, my, my wonderful girlfriend Emily was the one that uh, did notice that discrepancy. So uh, <laughs> stick tap to M for pointing that out. But it was pretty. It was a pretty good catch. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a good. Well, catch. they look alike, so it's we got. It. <laughs> They're basically twins. Yeah, yeah, gigantic American and the Swedish tank. So it's definitely you can mix them up. Oscar boy. <laughs> Oscar boy! That shit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, follow Flyperbole, follow Sports Are Bad, follow BSH Radio, follow Broad Street Hockey, all that good stuff. Like Broad Street Hockey on Facebook, and be sure to rate and review on all of those great podcast services. Folks, that's all we got, and until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Wow 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 Hello everybody this is fly purbly it is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell, and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah! Fly over me, fly over me.